a White Castle production. Chicken rings, chicken rings, chicken rings. Delicious chicken in the shape of a ring. Chicken rings, chicken rings, chicken rings. Dip them in a sauce if that's your thing. Chicken rings, chicken rings, chicken rings. Taste so good, y'all wanna sing. Get 10 all white meat chicken rings for just $2.99. Only a White Castle. Long live sliders. Limited time only. Tax not included. This 4th of July. You where you belong. Make us proud. Get fired up. Let's go. Touchdown! And experience one of the greatest movies ever made. Having any fun yet? Tom Cruise. Top Gun Maverick. Ready PG-13. All hit radio. To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network and Talk Star Radio Network. If you'd like to give us a call, toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com, on MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com, and our websites, www.exxonradiotv.com and www.xzonetv.com. Now, anyone who has listened to the Exxon over a number of years knows that I can be a rather rough guy. I'm not afraid to call a spade a spade. I'm not afraid to challenge the most diehard authoritarian when it comes to UFOs, ghost hauntings, things that go bump in the night, psychic phenomenon. However, you also know that I am an animal lover that there's a special place in my heart when it comes to animals. In fact, little Nikita, the little pup that we, that we rescued from a pet shop who, God bless her, was, is, is physically deformed. She's not playing with a full deck, but we love this little puppy with all our hearts. Sits on my lap throughout the show. So when I had the opportunity of bringing our next guest on the show, there was no way I could not do it. And Sharon Saxon is our special guest. She is a journalist who has worked at ABC News, the Wall Street Journal, and television stations in Baltimore, Chicago, New York, and San Francisco. She is breeder of champion whippets and Brussels griffins and an American Kennel Club dog show judge. 
Now, she's also the author of four books about dogs, including Paws and Effects, The Healing Power of Dogs from Random House. Her website is www.healingpowerofdogs.com. And Sharon, welcome to the X-Zone, and thanks very much for joining us. And as as I told you off air, I am an animal lover. And as, as an animal lover and as having worked with the SBCA, I can attest firsthand that there is definitely a healing power when it comes to animals. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I feel bad. I don't have my dog on my lap. I made him go in the other room because he was barking. Oh, well, you see, little Nikita, we bought her at a pet shop. Uh-huh. And um, something wasn't right. And, and we noticed this. And I, I said to the lady, I said, well, what happens if you don't sell this puppy? And she said, well, then he goes back to the people who have it here on consignment and he will be put down. I said, no, 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 no. That can't happen. So we brought little Nikita home, and uh, sure enough, we brought her to our local vet, and there are a number of problems, and we discovered that Nikita was actually born in a, um, a puppy mill that since has been shut down. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, pause and effect, the healing power of dogs, is a natural for this show. So I, I want, like, a, you know, people... Animals. It's a natural combination. And in fact, we can learn a lot from animals because animals don't develop nuclear weapons. Animals don't needlessly kill. They don't cause wars. They don't add to global warming. But they do give unconditional love. And I think that's something that we humans who think we're on top of the animal totem should be on the bottom and look up and say, wow, we can learn a lot from you. I certainly think so, too. And there's so many things that your own pet dog is doing for your health. Mm -hmm. I've researched from what your pet dog does all the way up to some very experienced dogs who can find cancer. Wow. But when you talk about what your pet dog can do for you, I discovered there's six things. They lower your blood pressure. They reduce your heart rate. Petting starts the relaxation response in your muscles. When you touch the dog, the power of touch interrupts pain, and you get a wash of oxytocin, which is the feel-good hormone in your bloodstream. All of those have been scientifically documented. Sharon, stand by. You and I have to take our first two-minute commercial break. Sharon Saxton is our special guest, www.healingpowerofdogs.com. www.healingpowerofdogs.com of dogs.com. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network and Talkstar Radio Network. If I said I didn't have a blues In the corner there's a couple dancing 
From the kitchen I can hear them laughing Oh, I wish I was selling bread and Welcome back, everyone. Sharon Saxton is our special guest. She's the author of Pause and Effect, The Healing Power of Dogs. Her website is www.healingpowerofdogs.com. And Sharon, what was your inspiration for writing Pause and Effect? Because I felt I got the benefit of a healing dog when I was young. I had a tragedy in my life because my mother died when I was 12. And I went into a deep depression, didn't want to go to school, and didn't know how to get out of it, and someone in my family had the idea to get me a dog. And that dog became my lifeline. And I recovered because of her. And when I looked back on it as an adult, Mm -hmm. I realized that she really had brought that healing power to my life, and that's what dogs can do for you. How did you choose which stories to tell in your book? There are so many fantastic stories. I'll tell you what happened. I was looking into a few stories, Mm -hmm. and it snowballed. And people kept getting in touch with me, and they still do. And I'm quite shocked at the number of people who say their dogs are finding their cancer on their body. There are a few famous cases where the dog was biting on a mole Mm -hmm. and the person went to the doctor and found out that it was cancerous and wouldn't have gone unless the dog had done that. But this is happening, seems to be happening more and more and more. And most recently, one of the cancer researchers, Claire Guest, she teaches dogs to sniff out cancer in urine samples which they do fantastically well. And her favorite dog jumped up and banged her on the chest so hard that it hurt. And she went to work and, and she said, boy, he, I don't know why he did that. He bumped on my chest. That hurt. And uh, the doctor said, well, let, let me take a look at that. And they decided she should go in and uh, have a mammogram. Mm-hmm. And she was discovered to have breast cancer. Oh, my God. And she feels that the dog was telling her and that she wouldn't have gone without that inspiration. That is truly amazing. What other other stories do you have in in your book that that shows that dogs are are more sensitive to our physical being than we are ourselves? If there's any number of stories, there's another one I tell about a Scottish terrier Kyle, who used to alert his owner to migraine headaches. So she would try to fend the headache off by lying down because he would get agitated before one arrived. Then he started to pay a lot of attention to her jaw, licking, kissing, bumping her jaw. Mm -hmm. She went to the doctor and said, you know, this is kind of silly. My dog sent me. And the doctor looked in and said, well, it's not silly. You have advanced jaw cancer. And she ended up losing half her jaw, but she kept her life. And she credits uh, Kyle for that. Then there's also the case of the dog in Texas who was alerting his owner 
to heart attacks. Mike Lingenfelder had multiple heart attacks, and he realized that his dog Cody was alerting him that he was going to have them. And this is being studied more and more now. Mm -hmm. Interesting thing about it, no one has been able to actually teach a dog to alert to an illness because you can't set up a training situation in which you have a heart attack and you're teaching the dog. The dog has to learn on his own that a heart attack is harmful to his human, he doesn't want it to happen, and he gets upset and he starts trying to notify the person. So is this something that we is that is this something that we were we are just learning about animals how attuned they are to our physical being and that this is opening up a great door to to possibilities in the future? It absolutely is. I mean, when you take the case, the case of the work that Claire Guest is doing, what's happened there is that her dogs are so good at detecting cancer that they'll alert to a urine sample. And the dogs are in a laboratory. They're not in the hospital or with the patient. The patient never sees them. That was has been one of the objections, mm-hmm. that it's not necessary for the dog to see the person. So her dogs would alert to a sample. They took it into the laboratory, couldn't find any cancer. So they got the person, they took their blood, they did a biopsy, they did an MRA, they did everything, and they said, you know, this person has no cancer. The dog was wrong. Well, six months later, that person did have cancer, and exactly what the dog thought it was, bladder cancer. So, in other words, dogs have a stage zero, which we don't even know about, where they can find the cancer, but none of our machines can find it. So, you know, when do you want cancer to be found? Yeah. I think dogs have the key. Is there any specific type of cancer that they are able to detect over other cancer, or is it they are just able to detect cancer, period? It seems they're able to detect any kind of cancer. And cancer, when it breaks down, releases a tiny amount of formaldehyde. Mm. And as cells break down, they travel through the bloodstream and eventually all has to go through the lungs. So some doctors out in California decided to test breath to see if people who had lung cancer or had breast cancer had a cancer smell on their breath. Well, they found out that they did because dogs could easily discriminate between a well person and a sick person's breath. So they started to use the dog to check samples. And again, they went through the same thing. They had this dog named Xing Ling, a poodle, mm-hmm. and she alerted to a sample. And they tested and tested. They brought the person in. And finally, they said to the trainer, you know, she, she's just wrong. There's no cancer here. And they checked that woman again in six months, and she, she did have cancer. So uh, breast cancer, lung cancer, bladder cancer, all of those they were able to alert to. Skin cancer is one of the most interesting ones. Skin cancer is really where humans could use the most help because so many skin cancers go undetected. And until 
something is really wrong, someone doesn't notice it. And dogs are able to go and find the spot on a person and say, okay, there it is. And the doctors have looked. And the highly trained dogs, they've come to trust now. They say, okay, we got to look into that. It doesn't look like cancer to us, but... If, if he says, if George says there's yeah. something there, so Stormy says it's there, we're going to believe it. And the dogs have been right every time. The fact that the dogs are alerting to cancer, this, this, is, this is what I would consider a medical breakthrough because the, it, it enriches the person's chance of a better recovery than if they wait for traditional medical procedures to find the cancer. Absolutely. And again, with the skin cancer, once they remove a skin mm-hmm. cancer, it's a very high percentage of skin cancers return. So people who have a skin cancer removed are always kind of nervous about that. Sure. And uh, the, one of the researchers told me, you wouldn't believe how much money I've been offered by people who call me and say, listen, I had skin cancer. I don't know if it came back. Please let your dog sniff me. And because this is research, he cannot do that. And so he always says no, but he said, I I could be a wealthy man if I took some of these uh, requests to check the people. And I, I think that's eventually what may turn the corner and get dogs into Uh, helping us with diagnosis because there are people out there probably like you and me who believe our dogs that's right we know they're not just kidding no and and you know what we use dogs uh for for drugs we use drugs for explosives we now use the drugs the uh, the dogs throughout airports uh, uh you know to protect us you know, maybe here we are looking at dogs as if they were pets, this, that, and that thing. But, may, you know, I believe that everything, and when I say thing, I'm talking about every living organism on this planet is here for a reason. Nothing is, is here by chance. And maybe the, the image of the St. Bernard chomping through the snow with the keg of brandy under the neck and finding people and rescuing people is truer than we'll ever than we ever thought, and now we're actually seeing that the dogs are much more than companions. They're truly lifesavers. And I'm so glad that our species is recognizing this now. You just reminded me that this happens to be Ski Safety Week, Mm -hmm. and uh, the uh, resorts have avalanche dogs. Avalanche dogs are very necessary. There's no other way they're going to find people in the snow. That's right. But the dogs know. <laughs> you and I have to take a, two, uh, a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Sharon, it's great having you with us, and uh, thank you very much for sharing some of the stories uh, from your book that is available at www.healingpowerofdogs.com. Sharon Saxon is our special guest. She's the author of Pause and Effect, The Healing Power of Dogs. This is truly one of the shows that we will be replaying over the weekend because Exxon Nation, you have to tell your friends to listen. Your friends have to tell your, their friends to listen. This is one of those shows that they'll say, what? And you'll say, uh-huh, just listen to the Exxon at www.exxontv.com. Sharon Saxon, again, is our special guest. She's the author of Pause and Effect, The Healing Power of Dogs, www.healingpower.com 
of dogs.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, right here on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network and Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away. Everybody likes a celebration Happy music and conversation I'd be lying if I said My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Splenza, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the Exxon. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from Astro for You. A White Castle production. Chicken rings, chicken rings, chicken rings. Delicious chicken in the shape of a ring. Chicken rings, chicken rings, chicken rings. Dip them in a sauce if that's your thing. Chicken rings, chicken rings, chicken rings. Tastes so good, y'all wanna sing. Get 10 all-white meat chicken rings for just $2.99. Only at White Castle. Long live sliders. Limited time only. Tax not included. This 4th of July, don't miss the movie of the summer. Are you ready? Damn right. Top Gun Maverick is one of the greatest movies ever made. See it on the biggest screen possible. You got yourself a deal. Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick, rated PG-13. The 4th of July sales on at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Almost everything is 50 to 70% off. Plus, take an extra 10% off. Doorbusters start at just $5. But hurry, the sale ends July 5th. Only at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop for the season with 50% off everything at Banana Republic Factory. Discover adventure-ready styles from effortless dresses to utility classics from $24.99. Find your nearest store or shop online. Only at Banana Republic Factory. And you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. Sharon Saxton is our special guest. She's the author of Pause and Effect, The Healing Power of Dogs, www.healingpowerofdogs.com. That's www.healingpowerofdogs.com. Sharon, when you were doing the research for your book, uh, was there any, any one thing that just kind of made your draw drop? Well, I started to look into the history mm-hmm. of the healing power of dogs, and I, I wasn't sure there would be any. 
I was quite surprised to find that the Aztec Indians, of all people, were very aware of the healing power of dogs. And in fact, Aztec priests bred a special breed of dog that they used as healers. And the Aztecs were a very advanced civilization, the first civilization to require their children to be educated. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had a culinary um, high degree of expertise and a, a very advanced civilization. And here their priests would breed the dog, which is called the Xoloitzquintle. I'm proud that I learned how to, pre to pronounce that. But it's uh, spelled X-O-L-O and pronounced Sholo as a nickname for the breed, they are generally hairless. Um, people have generally more familiarity with the Chinese crested, which mm -hmm. is a hairless yeah. dog. But the, the uh, Sholo uh, comes in all different sizes, and it's just been uh, re-recognized by the um, American Kennel Club it's, and the Canadian Kennel Club. And what they would do is the sick person would come and they would have them lie down and they would place four dogs on the person, particularly over any painful parts. And from the literature they've left us, part of the belief is that the illness would go out from the person and into the dog. But from modern day beliefs, we know that physical contact can block the transmission of pain and these dogs are very warm they're they're not warmer than any other breed but because they're hairless they feel warmer so if the person was coming and the complaint was maybe arthritis say mm -hmm. it would respond <laughs> to the warm dog but uh, this was a, a magical breed to the aztecs and uh, the people respected them. It, the conquistadors then, of course, had to come and mess it all oh, up. Of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, leave it to the Western civilization to come over here and, and mess it up. Look, 30 million uh, Native Americans and Native Canadians died when the when the uh, <clears throat> so-called civilians and the civilized people from the West came over. But that's another show and another day. Um are, are there other a animals that are being used uh, by researchers to help uh, detect disease in early stages in humans besides dogs, to your knowledge? There is a lot of research going on with rats. And, of course, though, there's a problem with rats. Rats are not socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. But the people who are working with the rats feel that their skills are very advanced and they can be taught to distinguish cancer cells. Right now, the U.S. military is doing research with rats to find explosives, but nobody thinks that this is really going to work out very well because it's one thing to send a soldier off with a detection dog, but they don't think they're going to get the soldiers to carry rats into the battlefield. Poor rats are just suffering from a bad PR uh, blitz. <laughs> I had I I had a friend, and in fact, I still have a friend who who has two pet rats, and you know they're they're quite intelligent. They are really intelligent. Yes, I haven't explored it myself, but I respect that they are intelligent and that they can get to know their person, and that they are responsive and affectionate as pets. 
I haven't gone farther with my research either mm. because I'm an expert on dogs. So that's why I stuck to that. Part of your book outlines uh, scientific studies and, and part gets into some rather spiritual ideas. For example, the idea that a dog is sort of a guardian angel. Explain yes. that. Well, as a journalist, I like to be able to document mm -hmm. things. When people make a claim, I look for the reasons behind it. Right. So that is really what my book is about, is looking into the science behind these claims. I have to admit, there are some things that nothing can explain. When the people tell you, my dog is alerting me to heart attacks, and you find out that it's impossible to train a dog mm -hmm. to alert to a heart attack. <clears throat> There's some kind of magic going on there. And people tell me quite seriously, my dog is an angel. That's an angel by my side. And I can't disbelieve it because there is such wonderful magic going on with what the dogs can do. Is it magic or is it just the fact that we are starting to appreciate and respect animals here in the 21st century, and that if we would have done this years and years and years ago, who knows how further ahead we'd be. Absolutely. There's hope for our species because we are learning to listen mm -hmm. to the dogs. As, as an example of that, I would look at the U.S. military and, and their use of dogs they had a horrible record with dogs. The soldiers were mostly denied any kind of dog in World War I. They weren't widely, widely used in World War II by the U.S., but they were by other countries. And finally, in Vietnam, they got around to training dogs to be on patrol. Um, but it was a kind of a rough-handed approach, a, a very um, strong training. Well, in this uh, decade, what the Army has learned is that you can train a dog for months. The best trained dog is not the best dog at detecting explosives. The best dog is the one with the strongest bond to its handler. So they turned around their training techniques and they started bringing the young soldiers in mm -hmm. right at the beginning of the training so the dog and the soldier together go through the training, that bond starts to form, and those dogs will do anything for their soldier. They don't mind working hour after hour through Iraq, leaving patrols, stopping no. the patrol before they come to the IED. And, and you know, we, we've seen the great respect that law enforcement has had with, uh, with their canine units. They, they are considered part of the uh, part of the department they are considered and they are law enforcement agents and the dog would very very freely give their give its life for its uh, for its handler its trainer its partner yes uh, we are seeing an increasing use of dogs in uh, police as a matter of fact a lot of people don't know this but President Obama never enters a room or any place that has not been cleared by dogs. I found that out from the uh, military handlers, because when they come back from Iraq, mm -hmm. and they're on their base, they're quite often called out 
to search a stadium or library or whatever room the president is going to go into. And the Secret Service has, has their own dogs, too. But they have such a high respect for the power of the dog that they won't let the president enter a room. They've held things up and made the schedule late waiting because the dog must clear the room first. They trust that. I'd just like to go back to the, the research aspect and, and how dogs are, you know, sniffing out cancer in people. Is this research continuing, and at what stage is the research at, and when would you anticipate or when would researchers anticipate that there will be clinics that will be using dogs to sniff for various diseases? The research is ongoing, and they do face a lot of opposition from science and medicine. In fact, uh, the Congress is coming around, though, and other organizations, they are starting to give some support to it. Uh, one of the big objections is that people say, I don't want to see a dog in a medical setting, but they don't have to be. And people like you and me probably are fine with yeah, the dog. Yeah, exactly. In the <laughs> but uh, since you're already giving a urine sample, a blood sample, a breath sample, at your doctor's office, that's all they need. They take them to another building and the dogs check them there. And it's just added to the ways that we check for cancer or disease because there is no one way. There's many different things are used, blood tests, x-rays. This is something else to be added, mm -hmm. which can in the long run save everyone their lives and do it rather inexpensively, too, because they're finding that cancer so early. Well, if you can find me someone who says that a dog should not be in a medical facility, I will show you a person who's never seen what has happened in a geriatric ward or in a terminally ill ward when you bring in animals on a visiting day. Their lives change. Their eyes light up. They they form a bond with the animal, whether it's a dog, whether it's a cat, whether it's a bunny rabbit or a ferret or even a guinea pig. And I, I've seen this happen myself. It's there, there, There's something magical that happens. Absolutely. And it's also interesting that the dogs seem to be very aware of the effect that mm -hmm. they have. And even rowdy dogs, people will tell me, my dog settles down completely when we go in. He knows he can't jump on the people, and he's really good about that. I um, have a chapter in the book about some therapy dogs, and there was one case where a quite elderly man was in a nursing home and he hadn't spoken, was very depressed. All his vital signs were going down. And the woman who did therapy dogs came in and had her Yorkie. Mm -hmm. And before she went in, they warned her. They said, oh, he's a six-foot-tall former military, uh, career military officer. I don't think you should take that Yorkie in there. Well, he saw the Yorkie. He lit up, yeah. and he held that Yorkie. It, and it, it turned out that was the dog that he'd had during his life as a pet. And he lasted three more years when the prognosis was only a couple of weeks. And the woman came every week with that Yorkie, and he looked forward to it. It 
gave him a great deal of pleasure and extended his life. See, people need to hear these kind of stories. These are these are stories that change people's lives. These are these are good stories. It shows that there's not only hope for this human race of ours, but that there is a definite interaction between species, and we have to understand it. Look what, look at the research that's going on with dolphins and, and you know, other animals. Uh, horses are pretty intelligent. They, you know, and all we hear is doom and gloom. And I'm so happy that these stories are coming out and that people are actually looking at animals and saying, you know what, there's more to this than just being coincidence that we're all on the same planet at the same time. Absolutely. You've written uh, four books. What are your other books on? Well, I have Pause to Protect. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of interlinked with the healing power of dogs because it's, about the military and the police dogs and the arson dogs and the way that they work. And, you know, it seems funny for me to constantly bring up the military, but what happened is that I found the military is funding research more than any other one source with dogs. They respect that power. And they've even given money to the cancer research to help with the training of the dogs cancer. And it, it turns out one of the reasons they want to know how much they can rely on the dog's power to sniff out different smells of people, because some people believe that a dog can find a terrorist in a crowd. Now, when I first heard that, I thought, well, that's weird. But here's what it is. When you are very excited, Mm -hmm. and as in when you're going to place a bomb or hurt someone, your body sloughs off cells at a very fast rate. Turns out the dogs can tell that through their sense of scent, probably, because the scent would increase. They can go to the person in a room who is the most overexcited. Wow. And they're using this to see if they can't Uh, use the dogs in airports or public areas. Sharon, stand by. We've got to take our final break. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Don't go away. You and I will be back. We'll do our wrap-up together. Sharon Saxton is our special guest. Exo Nation, if you're an animal lover, get this book, Pause and Effect, The Healing Power of Dogs. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
And welcome back, everyone. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our guests tonight. Robert W. Morgan, hour number one. Hour number two, Jane Miller. Hour number three, Ivan Amode. And our final guest this hour, Sharon Saxton. She's the author of Pause and Effect, The Healing Power of Dogs. Her website is www.healingpowerofdogs.com. Uh, Sharon, you and I were talking off air, and apparently the uh, there's a lot of research being done with dogs and peanut allergies and autism. This is the cutting edge of the, what dogs can do for us. There is so much more uh, allergies among children these mm-hmm. days, and peanut allergies are deadly. They've trained dogs now. They can tell the child where not to go or any food that has some kind of nut in it, saving those kids' lives. And with the autism, autism yeah. autistic children are able to relate to dogs in a way that helps them communicate and uh, bring out their skills. So it's another, it's cutting edge, and it's amazing what they're doing right now. That is that is, that is truly amazing. And you know what? I've heard about dogs that uh, that um, work with uh, epileptics because apparently the dog can tell before the epileptic seizure even hits and is able to assist the, the, uh, the epileptic into getting into a safe position or taking the medicine in order to avert the, uh, the seizure. Yes, it's true. Oh, the amazing. amazing power of the dog's nose. No, there's some chemical which we don't even know yet. Yeah. No one has found it. They don't know what it is, but something happens in the blood to an epileptic that it precedes a seizure and the dog is able to let them know so they can lie down take anti-seizure medication, and be safe. And Sh- the dogs love to do it. <laughs> Sharon, let our listeners know where they can get your book and um, your website. It is available in bookstores and online, Pause and Effect, The Healing Power of Dogs. And my website is www.healingpowerofdogs.com. And it's available pretty much anywhere. As well as your other books. Yes. Sharon, I want to thank you so much for sharing your time with us and for bringing us this earth-breaking news that uh, needs to get out there. And I hope that researchers out there really know how much we appreciate the great work that they're doing. And we appreciate you for bringing this to the Exo Nation and to the people around the world. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. It's great talking to you. Great talking to you. Sharon Saxton, she is the author of Pause and Effect, The Healing Power of Dogs. Her website is www healingpowerofdogs.com. Well, that's it for this week, everyone. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all my staff here at the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, and our affiliates worldwide. And uh, don't forget, if you've got a child at home, give them a hug, give them a kiss, tell them they are loved because the children of today are the leaders of tomorrow. So until Monday night, when once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon, Take care of yourself. Have a safe weekend. Love each other. Take care of your animal. And always, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. A White Castle production. Chicken rings, chicken rings, chicken rings. Delicious chicken in the shape of a ring. Chicken rings, chicken rings, chicken rings. 
Dip them in a sauce if that's your thing. Chicken rings, chicken rings, chicken rings. Taste so good, you'll wanna sing. Get 10 all white meat chicken rings for just $2.99. Only a White Castle. Long live sliders. Limited time only. Tax not included. This 4th of July, don't miss the movie of the summer. Are you ready? Damn right. Top Gun Maverick is one of the greatest movies ever made. See it on the biggest screen possible. You got yourself a deal. Tom Cruise. Top Gun Maverick. Rated PG-13. 